0: Thank you. When you get to be my age, you're good to be anywhere. amen? We need to just keep serving the Lord till Jesus takes us, amen? amen. And uh, God has a ministry for every Christian for every time of life. Uh, as we grow in the Lord, as we move ahead, as we have different ministries, we move along. But God can use us where we are, serving the Lord Jesus Christ. I've told some of my young preacher boys most of them aren't young. They're in their 50s now, but that's beside the point. I told them when I'm in the nursing home and I'm in a wheelchair, keep tracks in the wheelchair track rack because we want to stay at it till Jesus comes. Amen? And uh, let's, uh, let's turn in our Bibles. If would. I just want to read a couple of verses. I've, preached, I've used this text in another message, I preached this scripture, but I just want to touch on this scripture a little bit, and then we'll go on uh, to the rest of the message. I beseech you, therefore, Bre- Romans, the 12th chapter, the first uh, few verses. Romans, the 12th ch- chapter, verses 1 through 8. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And I want to call your attention to that word, perfect will of God. God's perfect will. God has a perfect will for every born-again Christian, for every time of life, to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. They're all different. We have different... Gifts different responsibilities. We'll talk about that a little later. For I say through the grace given unto uh, every man that is among you, not to think himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, all members have not the same office. So we, being many, are uh, one body. Uh, one body in Christ, every one members one of another having gifts differing according to the grace that is given unto us, whether pro- prophecy, let us prophesy, uh, or according to the proportion of faith, or ministering, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, and he that ruleth uh, with diligence, that he uh, that showeth mercy with cheerfulness, Father round thy blessing upon the reading of the Word of God, and as the Word of God is ex- uh, extorted and explained tonight, use it for your honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I want to call your attention to two things in this verse of Scripture. First of all, uh, uh, it says here, "Let this mind be in you that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I believe God has a perfect will. For every born-again Christian. And I believe a born-again Christian in God's perfect will is going to get a a full reward. You follow what I'm saying? You do what he wants you to do, you're going to get a full reward. It's not how big the job is or how important the job is, but you're doing what he wants you to do. We've got to keep that in mind. I don't know if any of you have heard the name J.R. Faulkner. How many have ever heard the name J.R. Faulkner? Some of you had. He was Dr. Lee Robinson's associate pastor. Any Christian who's been around any length of time knows Dr. Lee Robinson. Dr. J.R. Faulkner was his associate. Then he became his uh, his co-pastor. And when Dr. Robinson retired, he became pastor of the church for a couple of years until they called another man. And I was in Dr. Faulkner's office, and I was taking a job. Uh, A man had offered me a job to go and work for him, planting churches out of this church over in Ohio, in Mansfield, Ohio. And I was trying to get some advice. I think uh, uh, Christians ought to have people they go to to get advice and guidance. Amen? You believe in that? You young preachers believe in that? Believe in that, Pete? I want to make sure you believe in it if nobody else does. Uh, uh, But seriously, that we have people we can go to to get the help that we need when we need it. And I said to him, "I said, Brother Thurber wants me to come over, and be his second man." Well, he uh, explained, got done talking, and Doctor Fulton says, "Charlie, in the center of God's will, there's no second place. In the center of God's will, there's no second place." Now, let's take, let's take. I got to get it right now because I mess it up every time. Open Door Bible Baptist Church. They get it right, huh? It's only taken me, what, 20 years? I got it right. Hey, Pete, I got it right. I got the name right. Well, last time I preached here, they had him in big letters, big letters laying on, plat- on the pulpit here. I don't know why I get, there's a couple of churches that get mixed up, and this is one of them. But this church, we, we think, who's the pastor of the church? A Peter Montoro. Well, we all know that. But this church is not Peter Montoro. This church, are you that are sitting in the pew, that have trusted the Lord, have become members of this uh, church, have followed the Lord and believed as Baptist, and have become members of this church? That is open door Bible Baptist church, twice in one night. But, but, but we, you see that you are the church. Now you say, I don't have a big job, I'm an usher. You don't? It's an important job. You say, I'm the janitor. You've got a big job. I work in the nursery you have uh, you have a responsible job and you doing your job in the center of God's will through the ministry of open door uh, bible baptist church you are where God wants you to be serving the lord jesus christ now up the road some of you young people here God may call to preach preach the gospel and, and move on but most of you are going to spend your lives serving through the ministry of a local church and don't think of your play, yourself as unimportant. I don't know about you, Pastor, but when I, I passed it for over 50 years. And every Sunday morning, I sat right in that chair right there. We had a couple of chairs back there. And while, I was, while the singing was going on, I was mentally taking attendance. Huh, where's, where's, where, where are the Claytons this morning? Where are they? And we're looking around. Because it's important you be in your place is as important as the pastor gets in his place. And, and I think we need to keep that in mind. And don't think of yourself as an unimportant person in the local church. In the center of God's will, you're where God wants you to be and going to get a full reward. Because we all have gifts that are different and gifts that have uh, reached different people. There are people I can reach The Brother Montyro can't reach. And uh, 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 we all have different people we can reach with with, the, with our. Uh, I'm going to say the the gifts that God's given us, the personality God's given us, and, and he, he can use you to do that. Now, we see that some responsibility is more than another, but you doing what God wants you to do is the important thing. I uh, I preach uh, down in, in Camden, New Jersey, a Church near well, Gloucester City, and there's a church down there. And there are two men in that church that stir my heart every time I get down there. One of them was born in Brooklyn, New York. And as a young boy, his father pushed him down the stairs and he got a, uh, a brain damage. And he's, he's he, mentally he's fine, but he speaks with an impediment and he walks funny, but he loves Jesus. And that man, it works in the church uh, and he's witness. He's a witness. He does what God wants him to do. When, you, when he witnesses the people, he has a speech impediment. But God overshadows that because he uses the Bible and lets the Holy Spirit of God use him to witness the people. You see what I mean? We, I think there's a lot of God's work that is done in the flesh, but we need to yield ourselves and let the... And I preach the sermon here, three tools for the ministry, and we talk about the Word of God, the Spirit of God, and the man or woman of God. And that's what it's all about. The man of God taking the word of God to someone that needs God. In the spirit, filled with the spirit. And that's what it's all about. It's not a matter of how wonderful you are or how talented you are. It's you yielding yourself to God using his word to show folks in the spirit how they can trust Jesus Christ. Amen? Isn't that the important thing? Not us. And I think one thing has happened among uh, uh, in the last few years, a lot of people, we've been taking credit for what we should be giving God credit for. And and, and different folks in different places bringing the gospel. You know, when I first came to the north, uh, well, I was born in the northeast, but when I first came uh, to New Jersey uh, 30 years ago, 30-something years ago, uh, people used to complain, in New Jersey, it was harder to win people to Jesus Christ. In New Jersey, in the greater New York area, than it was in other parts of the country well if you know your Bible you can see why and a lot of people they may know their bible but they didn't realize this the word how do people get saved some sow some water God uh, uh, some uh, uh, but God giveth the increase you see what I'm saying we give God the glory and sometimes it takes two or three people to witness to someone before the message gets through and they receive as savior now, you go to Alabama, everybody's heard the gospel 14,000 times since they were little, little, little kids, dragged to Sunday school. Up here, it's not that way. The Bible, not, the Bible is not the book of New York City. How many of you agree with that, wouldn't you, preacher? And, and so we sometimes may have to work a little harder. But isn't it wonderful that God saw fit to take people like us to come to the Northeast to bring the gospel? And you do not have to be a superstar to serve God. We need to get that across to people. Just ordinary people letting God use them. All right, I'm getting carried away here. Uh, And I I, I realize when you have two preachers, I've always made it a policy to get time. uh, the, The second preacher has plenty of time to preach the gospel. I want you to know that, brother. And if I go too long, throw a hymn in that, will you? Uh, uh, but, but seriously, the next thing I want to call your attention to, uh, turn, if you would, to uh, uh, Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. and Ephesians, the fourth chapter, and, and we see in the, in the fourth verse of this fourth chapter of Ephesians, uh, the Bible says, in, in the fourth uh, verse of this chapter, and it says, There is one body and one spirit, as, uh, even as ye are called, uh, in one hope of your calling one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is uh, uh, above all and through all and is in you all. Then it says in verse 7, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he said when he ascended on high, he gave captive and gifts unto men. Now he's given gifts unto men. And it's talking about the next verse, the ninth verse talking about Jesus. Now he that ascended, that's Jesus, uh, that it but that he also descended into the lower part of the earth. Verse 10, he that descended, that's Jesus, is the same that uh, ascended uh, up uh, far above all the heavens uh, uh, that might, he might fulfill all things. Then this 11th verse, and God gave some apostles, and in back, uh, New Testament times there were apostles, he gave some prophets and uh, that uh, prophesied in some things back years ago. Then today we have some evangelists, and I'm not going to, Discuss prophet, uh, apostles and prophets today, but uh, some evangelists, men that were called into the field of evangelism, some pastors, some of us were called into the uh, field of pastors and teachers. Now, all of us should be teachers, and we, uh, we the evangelists, should be teachers. You got that, Brother Clayton? And I'm only teasing with you a little bit. Uh, uh, but all of us should be uh, pastors. We pastors need to be teachers uh, that, we, that we can help and help grow pe- people. Why? For the perfecting. And that, that is not talking that people that have sinless perfection, but that people be complete in Jesus Christ. Perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the faith, of the uh, knowledge of the Son of God, and unto that perfect man as the measure of the stature and the fullness of Christ. So we see different gifts that God's given different men to serve the Lord Jesus Christ in doing what God wants them to do in their particular situation. But that doesn't make it any less important than a man that may be an evangelist or one that may be a pastor or one that may be a teacher than a man that might just serve the Lord Jesus Christ in other capacities within the local church. Just go uh, uh, back to the second chapter of uh, Second Timothy. Uh, second, uh, the second chapter. The Bible tells us uh, some things in the second chapter of uh, Second Timothy. Uh, the Bible says, "Thou there." Uh, and let's just read ver- a couple of verses here. Uh, ver- verse seven. Uh, uh, well, let's take I'll go there. And it says, "And the things that thou hast heard among many witnesses, the same thou commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also." Now. The Apostle Paul was inspired of God to write a letter to a young preacher that needed some encouragement and some guidance in the running of the churches that he was uh, going to be starting and the churches he was ministering unto. And so he told him, he said, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the graces in Christ Jesus and the things that thou hast heard of me, and that's Timothy heard from Paul, among many witnesses, many heard it, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also? Thou therefore uh, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And then it goes on to talk about the warfare we're in. Now, as we look at this verse of Scripture, we see that Paul was preaching to Timothy, and uh, Timothy was to preach to other people who were to teach other people also. Now, let's take that here tonight, all right? I've got the Bible here. You have the Bible. It was written to Timothy originally, but it's for all of us. Amen? All of us. Even though it was originally written for certain people, it's, but it's to all of us today. And so we have this book. I am here tonight preaching this book, and I'm telling you from the Word of God the things that I've heard among many witnesses, and I've got it from Paul in this book, uh, uh, some of the things, the things that thou hast heard among me and many witnesses, the same commit to faithful men. Uh, Now, I am here taking this word that Paul wrote to Timothy, which was for Charles Horton, that I was to take it and I was to preach it to other people who were to uh, uh, teach others also. Commit to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. So what you hear, you're supposed to share with others. And then it goes on to uh, tell us what to do. Now, we all have a responsibility to share the word of God with the people we run into. No matter who they are. And we ought to be witnesses of what Jesus has done for us. You take a Monday morning, you go to work on Monday morning, and everyone tells you what they did on the weekend. Amen. What'd you do in the weekend? Well, I went to church on the weekend. Well, so what? Well, we had a we had a bunch of guest speakers here. On Wednesday, we had a whole week of meetings on a Wednesday night. We had the old man's night. Uh, we had us old guys. Amen. Didn't get much of a comment out of that one. I may be in trouble. Yeah, but anyway. They don't want to admit it. <laughs> but, but we are here to take the gospel to the world, and we have a responsibility to train others to take the word of God out to where it ought to be. And 2 and Timothy, the fourth chapter... And I think I told you when I went to Ephesians, the fourth chapter, I think it's at Second Timothy, but it tells some things. What we are supposed to do, and every Christian is supposed to do. Uh, Paul said, I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing. He said, preach the word. Now you say, well, I'm not a preacher. Well, I believe God is talking here. We are to share the word of God that we have with our friends and our neighbors and, and as they serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think it's the responsibility of the local church to train its people how to share the word of God. I don't know about you. When I first got saved, I was in the Navy, and I ran about everybody off that there was. Ran my whole family off because I didn't do it with a little bit of letting the Holy Spirit. I just went and rammed everything down everybody's throat. That's not the way to do it. We deal with people with the law. We're to preach the truth with love. Amen? And as we deal with people. That doesn't mean compromise and back off, but it doesn't mean you hit them with an ax. You know? You use the the tools at hand, the Word of God, and ask the Spirit of God to fill you when you use the Word of God, that you share it properly, and you deal with people about what they need to know about salvation and what the Bible teaches. Now, what makes us Baptists different than anybody else we base what we believe on what the Bible teaches. What the Bible teaches. Not what I believe or, or teach, but what I have studied from the Bible and present to you. What the pastor brings to you, what Brother Clayton in a little bit will bring to you from the word of God. And we try to show folks how the, what the Bible says about heaven and how to go there. It's not my opinion. It's not Pastor the but the word of God. And we take the word of God and we take it to people who need to hear the word of God. Now, how many? uh, uh, all of us have friends and people who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. How are they going to get saved? You're going to witness to them in a a tactful way, presenting the word of God as you have been taught and trained and how to use it. And that's the thing about going to a church like this, where you have a pastor that's concerned about reaching people and teaching people and inst- instructing people how they can be effective in their ministries for the Lord. And your ministry, you think about your ministry and what your ministry is through this church and, 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 and use it for the uh, honor and glory of Jesus Christ. When I was pa- Before I gave up the pastorate, uh, I, ha- I had a group of ladies in our church, and they came to me one day, and all of them were over 60. Only one of them still alive. And these ladies came to me, and they said, "We feel led to visit shut-ins, people that are shut-in." And I said, "Great, because I believe I had a responsibility to minister to those that couldn't get out anymore." And uh, but you, you can't ta- if you take all your time sitting with shut-ins; they have no one visit them. And these ladies were going and sit and talk and fellowship, and they were a real blessing. It was a ministry through the, uh, and they went out every week and visited shut-ins. And they're a blessing, and they reach... Because of that, we were able to reach families who wanted to have, realize that our church cared for their loved ones who needed to be cared for. Uh, one of my deacons uh, was from uh, Ohio, from Columbus, Ohio, and his mother was in a group. Now, this wasn't a church group, and I've always wanted to put this to work, but there was a group of widows, uh, and they, what they did, they read the newspaper and found out who'd been widowed, and then they'd go and visit them, they'd take literature to comfort them, and to be an encouragement to them, just think about that, here's someone that's been, lost a loved one, doesn't, doesn't know which way to turn, doesn't know anything, and you were able to go and minister to him, what a blessing it would be, and I, I think we need to keep those things in mind, uh, 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 and, I, and I think we have to learn how to deal with people. And, and, and I think that's part of the responsibility, not only teaching the word of God, but how to use the word of God. Amen. amen. We came in. Amen. amen? amen. Well, that's, that's better. That's better. I thought I, was in a, I thought I wasn't in a Baptist church there for a minute. Uh, but seriously, we have to keep those things in mind. Now, uh, the fourth chapter says, preach the word. Well, it says, I charge you, therefore, between, uh, uh, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who judged the quick and the dead uh, at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Now, that means we're to preach the Bible. To, to, we're to be instant in season, out of season. We're to be always ready to do so. Then it, to reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering. And then it says, the time will come only now do a sound doctrine, but after their own lust, shall heap to themselves teachers having extra years. That preach is not this kind of preaching. It's witnessing, telling people about Jesus. Now, you have to do it right. And, and you, you get someone to help you and, and go with people. I remember, uh, and we, we have to keep those in mind. And as you learn how to share the gospel, you'll find that it'll be a real blessing in your life as you are found faithful serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what God wants you to do. Just be faithful, serving him. Now, he said uh, he wants us to do that and to take the word of God to people who need the gospel. And it's the responsibility of every member and every person that hears the word of God to share what they know. It's it's your responsibility. It's your pastor's responsibility week after week to get up and preach the word of God and to teach you what the Bible teaches, what what you need to know. You say, well, I don't know enough to witness to people. I just don't know enough. When I first got saved, I was in the Navy, and uh, I went back aboard ship, and, I saw, uh, and I, uh, our church taught, showed us how to win souls, and I went back and started winning souls. And some of those guys had been in Sunday school all their lives, and they knew more Bible than I did, but they didn't know the Lord. And uh, this, they'd asked me a question, they didn't know. And here's what I always did. I looked them right in the eye and said, I don't know that. But I said, my pastor does. Let me show you what I know about. Only thing I know anything about is how to get saved. That's all I know. how to get saved. And I showed them how to get saved. And I said, they want to know something else. I come to church with my pastor will know. Amen. That's why you have to know what you know. And don't worry about what you don't know. A lot of things I don't know. You know, anyone that knows me knows that. Uh, but there's a lot of things you don't know. But know what you know and share what you know with people that need to know what you know. I don't think I can say that again. So I hope you got it the first time around. So what are we supposed to do? We're to be witnesses. We're to carry the word of God. We're to be faithful. That this church will continue to grow. And by the way, this church's ministry is more than these four walls. When I go out Sunday after Sunday and I help churches and and do the job, one reason I can do it, part of my income comes from uh, uh, this church. You support me every month. I get a check in the mail. Thank you. I want to thank you. Sometimes we forget to do that. But I'm grateful. Uh, and, uh, but we, as, as we serve the Lord Jesus Christ, you realize God wants you to be faithful. He said, abide in me and, uh, and I in him, Jesus said, and we should abide in him. He said uh, we're to accept him because of his works. He wanted us to, uh, to accept the word of God and believe the word of God. He wants us to adore him and trust him. Uh, We need to be faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ, but we also, as we're faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ, need to be faithful to our church. I want to tell you something. There's no perfect church, you know that? But there are churches that are seeking to do God's will and seeking to be as perfect as they should be. The reason they're not perfect, there are no perfect people. But this church is a church that tries to run and 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 be i can't say that every place i go but by their doctrine is based on the bible the word of god and if you should come in here and you should show find something in the bible this church is doing wrong and you tell the preacher and he after when he's prayed over and seen with the bible he'll go along with what the bible says amen? amen and that's what we need to do and you never come to the place where you know it all you still got something to learn and it'll be worth it all when we see jesus amen and so now we keep in mind that at this time of, uh, of, of the, our world, the world we live in, at this time, we need to be faithful to the Word of God. And we need to work as a team building a local church. Now, you know, there are a lot of different sports. There's, there's tennis. How many people are playing tennis? Well, maybe doubles, but basically one person, right? We got football. What's that? That's a team, everyone banging heads, right? And, uh, and, and uh, I'm a Steeler fan before we go any farther. Okay. Now, and it's baseball. Now, the thing I like about baseball is this. When you're, when you're in the field, it's a team, right, working together. When you go to bat, it's an individual. You got it both ways, right? Now, right now, we're in the field. You're being taught the word of God. When you leave here tonight, you're going to bat. You're on your own. And you take the word of God and use the word of God, and then come back senior, uh, Sunday, or no, tomorrow night. Forgot you got a service tomorrow. You come back tomorrow night. You come back tomorrow night, and you're you're in the field. You're in the field again as a team. Then Friday you go out alone to take the gospel, and asking God to help you and guide you and direct you to grow in grace, give you the wisdom to deal with people where they are in the situation they're in. And I'll tell you one thing: You need to do. Don't go thinking you know it all, because people want the truth, and I think we need to bring them the truth in love, and win people to Christ. And I, as individuals, and then come to church and, and 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 fellowship together. And churches need to just be a blessing one to another, doing the job that God wants us to do. Amen. Amen. I, you know, I I don't say this all the time. I'm in a lot of churches. But there's about four churches I really feel at home in, and this is one of them. I really, I really feel at home here. If I didn't have to drive across the George Washington Bridge and up the major deacon and uh, fight for traffic although I'd join this church. Uh, but seriously, you have a great church. You have a great pastor. And I'm going to tell you something else. I don't know if I've ever told you this before. I, I told uh, the preacher this, this afternoon, uh, you know, I'm at the end of the trail. I mean, I, well, I'm 80 years old. I may live to be 81. I may live to be 90, but that's not a lot of time. And my wife and I were talking, you know, it's time to go, what, what do you want to do for a funeral? And so I said, was talking with my wife, and I said, I mentioned some preachers of mine, some pretty well-known preachers, one, especially one, to come up and preach my funeral. And my wife said to me, are we on stream or anything? We're not on. Are we, are we on? For two minutes. <laughs> I, I I want to say one other thing. I I'm a little scared of that I was over here preaching, and I was I was in a meeting, and there was uh, something come up, and I I, uh, I told the guy what I thought, and I repeated the story, and I told it here, and he was on the internet, and he got on me, and he was on me like ugly on an ape because it was came it came across the internet, but. Uh, uh, we love this church. I love your preacher. And I just wanted to say, that, I tell you that, Pete, and uh, your family. I love your boys and your girls and uh, just a great church, great people. I think I goofed on this message, but that's okay, Pete.